Hello, this is Nikdha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 1st of December. Yes, it is the last month of the year already, and on that hopeful note, India has recorded a little over 31,000 fresh COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours. This is the lowest tally of cases recorded in a day in the last 2 weeks. The total number of corona cases in the country now stands at 94.62 lakhs and out of these 4,35,000 are still active cases. Under 500 fresh fatalities were recorded nationwide and the covid death toll has inched closer to the 1.38 lakh mark. The central government has issued new covid-19 guidelines that will come into effect from today until the 31st of December. The Hindustan Times reported that as per the guidelines states and union territories have been allowed to impose local restrictions such as night curfews based on their assessment of the covid-19 situation there. States however cannot impose any local lockdowns outside of containment zones without consulting the center. State governments can decide the implementation of staggered office timings and other suitable measures in cities where the weekly case positivity rate is more than 10%. This has to be done so that the number of employees going to offices at the same time can be reduced. State governments have been allowed to take administrative action against people for not following basic COVID-19 safety measures. These include issuing of appropriate fines on people not wearing face masks or not following physical distancing in public and workspaces. Restrictions on interstate and intrastate movement of persons and goods have been done away with. This also includes travel for cross-land border trade under treaties with neighboring countries. No separate permission or e-permit will be required for such movements. The farmers protests at the two sites on the Delhi borders against the center's new farm laws entered the 6th day today. Late yesterday, the central government announced that it has invited farm leaders for a meeting at 3 p.m. today. NDTV reported that Defence Minister Rajnath Singh will be leading the discussion with the farmers. The meeting with the center was earlier scheduled for December 3rd with the precondition that all the farmers leave the border points and gather at the Nirankari ground in Burari. The farmers rejected it outright. Today's meeting invite fortunately came without any conditions. Union Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar cited increasing cold and coronavirus for calling the meeting two days early. Tomar said and I quote on November 13th we had decided we will meet on December 3rd but farmers are in a mood to protest it is cold and there is coronavirus hence we invited the kisan union heads to the vigyan bhavan on December 1st at 3 pm we request you to leave the protest and find a solution through discussion unquote the leaders of the farmer unions later arrived at the delhi's vigyan bhavan to hold talks with the center to resolve the standoff 36 farmers unions had accepted the center's invitation for early talks. Before this, the Union Home Minister Amit Shah, Defence Minister Rajnath Singh and Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar met at the Bharatiya Janata Party chief JP Nadda's residence to discuss the crisis. This was the second meeting of senior BJP leaders in less than 48 hours. Farmers have maintained that their demands to withdraw the three agriculture laws were non-negotiable. News agency ANI reported that the president of the Punjab Kisan Union said that he would be attending the meeting called by the center over the farm laws at 3 pm. News agency PTI reported however that Punjab based farmers body Kisan Mazdoor Sangharsh committee refused to participate in the discussion. It said that the representatives of all the farmers unions should be invited. The center's press release read that all those farmer organizations who had been invited for the December 3rd meeting have been invited for the one today. 
Meanwhile, a 55-year-old farmer who was a part of the farmers' gathering at the Tikri border in Delhi died of a heart attack on Sunday night. Farmer Gajan Singh from Khatra, a village in Ludhiana district of Punjab, died after his health worsened due to the extreme cold weather. His family and fellow farmers said that he fell ill after repeatedly getting drenched by water cannons used by Haryana police to stop the protesters. Farmer leaders refused to cremate his body and demanded that the Haryana police officials be booked for his death. Meanwhile, the Indian government has criticised the comments made by Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on the farmers' protests in Delhi. The government called Trudeau's comments unwarranted and ill-informed. Earlier this morning, Trudeau had supported the farmers' protest. He said, and I quote, The situation from the protest is concerning. We are all very worried about family and friends. We know that's a reality for many of you. Let me remind you, Canada will always be there to defend the rights of peaceful protesters. Unquote. Listeners, if you've been following the protests closely, you must have noticed something. Farmers seem to have boycotted a section of TV news media that includes the likes of Z News and Republic. The same farmers not long ago were asking the national media to cover their agitation. So what changed in a span of just a few days? Listen to this. We are with और हर्षदीप जी दो तीन घंटे पहले एक जी न्यूज़ रिपोर्टर आया था यहाँ पे आपने भगाया था उनको हम चार दिन पहले आए थे तब बहुत किसान बोल रहे थे कि ये नेशनल मीडिया क्यों नहीं आ रहे हैं आज नेशनल मीडिया आ रहा है आप उनको भगा रहे हैं आप मुझे ये लॉजिक थोड़ा सा समझाइए कि ऐसा क्यों हो रहा है आज मेरी बात सुनिए जो नेशनल मीडिया है ना वो यहाँ किसानों के हक की बात पहुँचाने के लिए नहीं आते वो यहाँ से उन लोगों से पाइट लेते हैं जो बेचारे अनपढ़ हैं जिनको इतना मालूम नहीं है उनके सामने जाके माइक कर देते हैं वो बेचारे जज्बात में कुछ कह देते हैं उसी बात को घुमा घुमा कर घुमा घुमा कर इस आंदोलन के एंटी चलाकर इसको खराब करना चाहते हैं जी और इसीलिए हम नेशनल मीडिया से बात नहीं करना चाहते That was my colleague Nidhi who along with my other colleague Basant has been bringing you some stellar reports from the grounds of the farmers protests since they began Go to our website newslaundry.com to check out their reports and please show them your support by sharing their video reports on your social media handles and family WhatsApp groups. News agency PTI reported that the police in Uttar Pradesh's Balram district on Monday held three people in connection with the murder of a journalist and his friend. 37-year-old Rakesh Singh Nirbhik, a journalist for the Hindi daily Rashtriya Swaroop, and his friend Mithilesh Sahu died in a fire at Nirbhik's house on Friday. Balrampur Superintendent of Police Devranjan Verma said that three men Lalit Mishra, Keshavanand Mishra and Akram Ali had confessed to killing the journalist Rakesh Singh and his friend Mithilesh Sahu. Verma said that Singh had exposed the corruption that took place under the village head who happened to be Keshavanand Mishra's mother. The police officials said that the accused men went to the victim's house on the pretext of talking about something. They got the victim and his friend intoxicated and then used alcohol-based hand sanitizer to make it look like an accident. The officials said that they were also helped by Akram Ali who is supposedly an expert in executing such incidents. While Sahu died on the spot, Singh suffered 90% burns. He was referred to a Lucknow hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. At the time of the incident, the journalist's wife and his two daughters were at a relative's house. The station house officer of Kotwali Dehat Police Station Ramshankar Singh said that the journalist had accused the village pradhan or head Sushila Devi of corruption. The alleged corruption pertained to the installation of solar panels and the construction of roads and sewage. 
Unidentified police officials added that the journalist's wife, Vibha, was also planning to contest the Zilla Panchayat elections against the village head. The Balrampur District Administration on Sunday announced a compensation check of 5 lakh rupees for the wife of the journalist. The management of the Balrampur Chini Mills have also assured the district administration that they will provide employment to Vibha, the journalist's wife. In addition, the administration also said that it will ensure that the journalist's daughters get free education. If you think such incidents of attacks on journalists covering issues of public interest are a new phenomenon, well, allow me to break it to you. India's current rank in the World Press Freedom Index is 142 out of 180 countries. According to the recently published Global Impunity Index by the Committee to Protect Journalists, 36 journalists have been killed in our country since 1992 and only two cases have actually seen convictions. Does that not send out a message that people can get away with killing journalists in our country? News Laundry has been consistently covering incidents of trespasses against the press freedom of journalists. I urge you to head to the media section of newslaundry.com after listening to this podcast. There, you will find multiple reports of how journalists have been arrested and even assaulted in the recent years for doing their job. You can also see our extensive coverage of news organizations sacking journalists during the course of the pandemic. In fact, we even faced a lawsuit from the Sakal Media Group run by a powerful politically connected family. Why, you ask? Because we were doing our job as a media critique news platform. We had reported on how the organization had sacked its employees despite government directives that instructed otherwise. All this in the middle of a pandemic. Our saving grace and biggest strength is the fact that we run only on your support, not advertisers or sponsors. And that is why we can bring you stories that matter, with zero advertisements and without pushing agendas. So go to our website, newslaundry.com, hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website and pay to keep news free. Former Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister N. Chandrababu Naidu along with 12 other Telugu Desam Party MLAs was suspended from the Andhra Pradesh Assembly for a day yesterday. According to a report by the Hindu, Naidu faced suspension after he and his party MLAs staged a sit-in protest in front of the Speaker's podium alleging that they had not been allowed to speak. They wanted to talk about the help required for the farmers in the aftermath of the cyclone Nivar. The Deccan Chronicle reported that the cyclone Nivar, which hit the southern states last week, claimed eight lives in Andhra Pradesh. Besides, four people also went missing. The suspension came on the first day of the winter session of the state's assembly. Opposition leader Chandrababu Naidu wanted to respond to Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister Y.S. Jagmohan Reddy's address but was denied the opportunity by the Deputy Speaker. Reddy, in his address, had made clarifications on the issues raised by a TDP MLA. Agitated at not being given the opportunity, Naidu and 12 other MLAs of his party sat down on the floor. After failed pleas to the TDP MLAs to return to their seats, a motion was moved for suspending the agitating members for the day. Naidu told reporters after the incident and I quote, For the first time in my long political career, I faced suspension. I never thought that I would rush to the speaker's podium. But I endured the humiliation and suspension for the sake of the farmers who have suffered heavy losses owing to the rain caused by Cyclone Nivar. Naidu also alleged that the farmers had suffered crop losses for over 20 lakh to 25 lakh acres in the past one and a half years. He added that the YS Jagmohan Reddy government took no concrete steps to address the matter. He also alleged that the proceedings of the House did not start till the Chief Minister arrived. 
And now for some international updates. The World Health Organization insisted on Monday that it would do everything possible to find the animal origins of COVID-19 and said that the knowledge was vital to preventing future outbreaks. WHO Chief Dr. Tedros said, and I quote, we want to know the origin and we will do everything to know the origin, unquote. Meanwhile, there are reports saying that China has provided North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and his family with an experimental coronavirus vaccine. The information came from a US analyst who cited two unidentified Japanese intelligence sources. Harry Kazianis, a North Korea expert at Washington's Center for National Interest think tank, said that the Kims and several other senior North Korean officials had been vaccinated. It was unclear which company had supplied its drug candidate and whether it was proven to be safe. The UN's World Tourism Organization has called for the standardization of traveler health checks and the establishment of air corridors to ease international travel during the pandemic. After a controversial four months during which he clashed repeatedly with other members of the coronavirus task force, Dr. Scott Atlas has resigned as the special advisor to the President Donald Trump. Meanwhile, on Monday, after nearly three months, Vietnam reported its first local transmission of COVID-19, with officials scrambling to prevent a wider outbreak in the country's most populous city, Hanoi. And now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. In the latest episode of News Laundry Hafta, the panel discussed Cyclone Nivar, the farmers' protests and the Love Jihad laws. Let me play you a short snippet from their conversation. This is a very specific kind of protest which is centered around two, three estates because of some specific relationship pattern between Bundys and farmers. Uh, second, I think uh, the center had reached out with, uh, though maybe they were uh, stubborn on certain conditions. Uh, Naresh Tumar, the agriculture minister, had some rounds of meetings with farmer from leaders, uh, farmers' leaders, and uh, um, it didn't uh, materialize into some concrete conclusions. So uh, the past history of farmers. Uh, uh, entering Delhi has uh, not been very, you can say, peaceful, uh, and uh, that is uh, playing on the nerves of law enforcing agencies. To listen to the complete episode, head to our spanking new website, newslaundry.com. And before I wrap up, listeners, our new website also has a brand new podcast player that you can use to access all our podcast shows, News Laundry Hafta, Awful and Awesome, News Laundry Charcha and Daily Dose. It includes a host of features like download, speed control, cue, the ability to skip a topic within an episode and even start from where you had stopped the previous time. So go to our website on your phone or on your laptop and click on the mic icon at the top right of our homepage. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, 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 oh